The Gospel Shaped Home Podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina that aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the end of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome back to another episode of Gospel Shaped Home. I'm Andy Owens, pastor of family discipleship here at Providence. And on the first part of this episode, Brian and I had started a conversation with Carl and Shannon Moss, and here is the second half of it. Hope you enjoy. He ends the chapter with you know, talking about uh, kind of like, how does this affect our marriage? And he has three things, but we can kind of talk about those as we as we go. I'd love to hear from you guys how you've seen this play out in your own marriage, because um, that's, you know, that that's where we really, I think, can help our listeners uh, see how this hits home. Like this, this isn't just theoretical knowledge. Uh, this is this really matters for real life. So, by all means, I think one of the things that we hit early on in our relationship was just the way that we showed affection. Shanna grew up in a home where there was hugging and touching, and occasionally I'd see her parents kiss and stuff. Carl is making a really weird face right now. <laughs> like, like, can you believe that they would touch each other? Yeah, I grew up in a home where that was not the case, and it was super uncomfortable to go over to her house and see physical touch in front of me. This was just weird. And he got used to it really I, quickly. I got used to it, but Carl uh, has a really good radio face. You guys, uh, this, this is awesome. It's true. Uh, but this was something that I, I still sometimes battle with, with this is just showing Shanna physical touch. Just being demonstrative yeah. is difficult. And I crave physical affection. Yeah. So it's, it's something that we came to the table because of our socially embedded, that circle of where we grew up and how we grew up, this was a foreign thing to me. And it was something that should be private and not on display. Yeah. Um, well, and, and even with children. How much affection, how much affection do you show? Yeah, yeah. I mean, his family was just not demonstrative. Even mothers to children, fathers to children, cousins. I mean, it just, they were just very stoic. Mm-hmm. And so the cat it, yeah. got a lot of love. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, did you guys come to this realization in a moment, in an instant? Or no, it, it was right. lots of discussion and lots of lots of talking about things. And and I often um, and this will kind of go into the conflict area, too. Um, if he wasn't showing me affection or if he wasn't feeling well or something was bothering him, he would back off from showing affection, you know, even just so much as holding my hand or giving me a hug. And so I would interpret that as he's mad at me or he's withdrawing from me. And it's just, he was just reverting back to, this is just how he was raised. Hmm. And it's just an effort for him to make sure he's showing me physical affection because he knows that that's important to me. Whereas for me, my, that's my default. I mean, COVID's really been hard for me because I, I'm, I touch people, I hug people, I go, I move forward to people as just a regular. That's how I was raised. That's She's got a really I small bubble. I have a very small bubble, yeah. So <laughs> Much smaller than mine. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I grew up with a very big extended family and many of us are like that. So yeah. it could, it was very overwhelming for him. Sure. Yeah. And you mentioned conflict. Is that another area where you've seen some of your differences come out or? <laughs> Absolutely. I grew up, you just sweep it under the rug and the less you can talk about it, the better. It's almost a sport. Is there something wrong with that? <laughs> it seems reasonable. I really, 
I didn't no, see I, an issue with it. I, mean, I was once only it's, joking. Once it's under the rug, it's, not it's, healthy. it's gone. It yeah. just magically disappears. <laughs> Never needs to be brought up again. Must have a trap door or something under your rug because it doesn't do that in our house. No, it doesn't. No. There's no trap door. No. And if there is, I open it. <laughs> you find that does. I find it. <laughs> yeah. And because of my upbringing, not only did conflict get dealt with, I mean, there were some, you know, we don't want to deal with that because it's difficult, but conflict was also dealt with sometimes with raised voices and other things that were not very pleasant to be yeah. dealt with. And so, yeah, so to just have somebody refuse to deal with it at all and just, Again, that will make with, you want to raise your voice even more. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't uh, refusing. I, it was just under the rug. Yeah. <laughs> where it didn't need like, to be dealt with. Yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, there were even when we would have conflicts with his parents or, you know, when you're trying to set boundaries yeah. as a newlywed couple or even when the kids were born and we were trying to just, these are our family traditions and things mm-hmm. like that. Just even having conversations sometimes, I was being accused of a lot of times being overly emotional just if i would get teary or i would oh yeah we didn't cry either yeah so yeah yeah yeah, so there's a lot to work through you and dave harvey have some things in common indeed oh he he very much related to dave harvey sure yeah (laughs) so the three things that he mentions one this helps us see the scope of christ transforming work i almost started crying and singing when i read that and started thinking about ephesians 110 Mm -hmm. And how uh, God set forth His plan in the you know the fullness of time in Christ to unite all things in Him. He's summing up all things in Christ. He's bringing them back into order under the headship of Jesus, and that's happening now in the church. That's what we see in chapter three of Ephesians: Jew, Gentile, formerly alienated, now reconciled to God and one another. But ultimately, all of the creation is going to be harmoniously resounding to the praise of the glory of the grace of God under Jesus's lordship. And he does that in microcosms in our lives now when we let the gospel transform us, not just in sin and heart level, but like we learn to die to our own preferences when it comes to how we show affection, how we deal with conflict, how we load the dishwasher, all sorts of stuff. And we pull back the rug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> or, or don't. And yeah, no, we should. Second, the nested circles transform our marriage into a place for whole person ministry, which kind of answers what, Brian, you were talking about at the beginning, yeah. guards us from oversimplifying and neglecting our spouse's personhood. And then the third is it, it helps us to adapt to changes, right? You're going to be married to lots of different people over the course of your marriage that are all the same person. I thought mm-hmm. that was profound. Yep. I really did. Like yeah. Just when you read it, it kind of, it's shocking. And That's why I said it that way. It's right. a little jolting. Yeah. Right. Yep. But it is. It is absolutely true. We do, we're not static. Well, I think these circles too, a lot like uh, personality tests. This is not a license for you to be stuck, right? Where you are. That's good. I don't want to be stuck in this uh, sweep everything under the rug thing and say, well, that's just the way I am. You know, we need to be able to adapt to change and try to grow together. And that's where... It's got kindness to us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you look at even, I mean, Jesus embodied, say, like you said, personality tests. Jesus embodied all of them, and we are to be more like Christ. Perfect humanity. Every day we are to be sanctified and to become more like Christ, and that the Holy Spirit teaches us 
to become more like him every day. Mm-hmm. And when, when you say, you know, we, we are not static, one of the huge blessings that we have seen throughout our marriage and throughout continuing to work through these things with Christ's help, with the Holy Spirit's help, is especially in relation with our family. Carl's mom has dementia, and his father, father passed away nine years ago. And just the blessings that we have seen meeting your mother-in-law when you're 14 and growing from a young teenager in the church, then falling in love and then getting married and having children. And now we're at a position where we are the caregivers. And for her going from this woman who is in charge and... Her license plate was Boss Moss. Just just want to lay that out for you. Just there you go. Yeah. And so, and, and she was extremely involved in ministry and all of that. But now we have the privilege of caring for her. Mm. And these circles really struck me in that as her sister in Christ, I'm seeing a picture of the way she has had physical issues now with dementia, but her socially embedded issues that have come out now that she would take to the foot of the cross as a believer Mm. We didn't necessarily see them as her children, but with dementia stripping away her facade and her mask that we often put on when we go to church or we're thing, but those were the things she laid at the foot of the cross. But as her sister in Christ now, I hear them and I see them and I can help her pray through them. And again, we're in a spiritual battle. And so we can push those under the rug and say, we don't want to deal with those, but as believers, we have the privilege of walking with her now in this stage of her life. And that's the blessing of the Holy Spirit, the blessing of Christ, that as our marriage changes and as our roles change, not only with each other, but with our family members, that we can, as a whole whole ministry, we can serve in that way with our family as well. And that's how we've seen the Lord redeem and restore and That's how we've seen the gospel transform. Um, Just because of how foundational this chapter is and how how rich and how much content there is in it. I also wanted to ask Carl, why are you somewhat unfiltered? I didn't mention this either. (laughs) Uh, My my tagline is hashtag no filter. So I guess it was three years ago. I battled kidney cancer. I have uh, only part of one kidney left. Yeah. So uh, my left side is unfiltered. Left side unfiltered. Not, not unlike my stream of consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun providential story is that uh, my father-in-law had his kidney removed. Was it his left or his right? His right, I believe. I don't remember. On the same operating table immediately before Carl, like same morning, they were like yep. back-to-back appointments. It was toasty warm. <laughs> <laughs> and they work at the same place. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. Well, Talk uh, about God's providence. I know, it right? Was, it, it made was so the hospital fun. visit so easy for me. I just got to go see both you guys <laughs> on the same hall. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to join us today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for opening up. And I know we could talk a lot longer. I will say, is there any just last encouragement from any anyone, Brian, Shanna, Carl, just anything that really stood out or you felt helped by or you think would help our listeners as they process through this question of how broad brokenness really is and why I we do what we do. one of the things that we, we try to tell other couples is be intentional 
Uh, one thing that Shannon and I have done throughout the years is try to do at least one thing a year as a married couple, whether that be a, a conference or just a getaway or whatever, but be intentional about, you know, going in and, and mining some of these gems together yeah. as you, as you change and grow and you go through different seasons of life. Uh, like we're empty nesters now. So this is a, a totally new season, but we have so much of a foundation to stand on mm. um, than yeah. just our children. I'm, I, I'm at the risk of, of trying to be too humorous too much in this. Like, are you sure you're sure you're not the exact same people you were 35 years ago when you got married? <laughs> we're positive. We're not the positive. exact same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's so logical. Like we, we don't think about the impact of that, but like, right. I mean, think about our children when they grow from birth to 18, like there's a lot of change that happens and do we just expect, okay, now from the moment of I do like static, there's no other, you know, no change for the rest of. Oh yeah. There's a lot of times Carl will look at me and he'll say, who are you? <laughs> That's right. I'm like, yeah. you're spicy, Shanna. That's who I am. <laughs> That's another show. Oh yeah. <laughs> we didn't sign up for that chapter. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, thank you guys. Any last, anything else? Oh, I will say one mm -hmm. blessing from Mr. Non-Affection. Um, his aunt. Uh, is that? Oh, that's oh, me. Yeah. So Carl's aunt said to me one day when I was giving her a hug, she said, I'm so glad you're in our family because we were never very huggy, but we hug now. Mm. So that was just another yeah. sweet thing. Uh, that is sweet. Thing. Yep. Praise the Lord. Well. Yep. Thank you guys for being here. Brian, thanks, brother. And to you, our listeners, thank you for joining. Hope this has been encouraging to you. And we'll look forward to catching you on the next episode. Blessings. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home Podcast, produced by Providence Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.